This is Wake Up Mid-Missouri with Brandon Rathert. Business Network, it would empower border state governors to defend their states. We're losing 300 Americans every day from fentanyl poisoning. Uh, human trafficking is actually exploding because of our open southern border. For $10 billion, we could complete our border and save up to the 70,000 lives we're losing every 12 months because of fentanyl that comes through ports of entry and over our southern border. Biden going back to a Trump era policy. Let's let's build a wall along the border, despite the fact Alejandro Mayorkas, Department of Homeland Security. How long has he been telling us, John? The border is secure. The border is closed. Well, they've evolved really quickly on that issue all of a sudden. And that Par- wouldn't be the apparently f- so. And it wouldn't be the first time he goes back to a Trump era policy, especially as it relates to illegal immigration. Welcome to the show. Coming up, uh, Senator uh, Mr. Kennedy. John Kennedy from Louisiana. He has some advice from us. <laughs> I'm I've, laughing already. Right? We love Kennedy. He's also, so good. he is so good. And he is not going to disappoint this morning. The one presidential candidate who backs Matt Gates and all the Democrats that he voted with regarding the ouster, House Speaker Kevin McCarthy, will feature that for you. Uh, but right now, so it's the border. Stephanie and I, we've covered this before. Anytime they try to do something at the border, Hey, as much as they criticize the last administration, the couple of things that they have done, they go back to what Mr. Trump did when he was president. Now, if they could do the same with economic issues and opening up drilling for uh, for oil and things like that, we would be well on our way. Don't hold your breath. I know. And too little, too late, by the way. Uh, stunning contrast. All of a sudden, uh, now we're worried about the border. They're saying it's an invasion. As a matter of fact, I want to use the uh, the words that Alejandro Mayorkas, and you've heard us over the years, Alejandro Mayorkas, we've played the audio. The border is secure. Nothing wrong at the border. Yesterday, the words from Alejandro Mayorkas, acute and immediate. Just like that. October the 3rd, we're good. October the 3rd, the border is secure. October the 4th, this is an acute and immediate need. Welcome into the party, you guys. <laughs> but you can see, and, and kind of the point of this, you see how these people just, uh, you know, they continue to lie. That's uh, that's nothing new there. But you look at some of the numbers and why this is this matters. And it doesn't just matter to Texas, Arizona, California, and those states that are affected by illegal immigration. We've covered, I think, really well. We've covered here on the show how it affects us here in, uh, in, in mid-Missouri. So these things do affect us. We've talked about the number of fentanyl deaths and child trafficking and things like that. And all of a sudden, these folks are... Man, now there is a problem. And I just, uh, I don't understand. Laura Nowser used to be a member of uh, Wake Up Mid-Missouri. This is an issue I've evolved on over the years. Uh, people would say, you know, these progressive policies, these people, a lot of these progressives, it's a, it's a mental issue. I'm like, oh, you're being too harsh. Uh, I, I believe that. Now. I, I really do. And I don't mean to be mean. I'm just trying to be as factual and as honest as I can. It really is a mental issue with these people. To say on October 3rd, no problem at the secure border. October 4th, there's a problem. When it comes to uh, constructing electric vehicles, um, they don't look at the facts like what it takes to make an electric vehicle. So all these things that these people don't think about, homeless issues and the problems that progressives cause, and then they want to throw money at it and go, what's happening? And I don't take mental health issues lightly. I don't think any of us here on the show take mental health issues uh, lightly. Because I work with... I work with people that have mental health issues. I am people sometimes with mental health <laughs> issues, and I've dealt with this over the years. And so I'm not taking this lightly, but I'm like, I really believe this because the stupidity is just stunning and childlike. And it's like, man, yeah, you guys really have a problem. I just figured Mayorkos maybe was listening to our show and he finally decided to wake up and 
And <laughs> I mean, same with these the home the same with the homeless situation in St. Louis, where all of a sudden one day they're letting the encampments go on and on and on, and then they're like, "Hey, we got some important people coming to town. Maybe we want to like move this stuff along." And you're like, "We've been telling you that it's not great for tourists. It's not safe. It's not what we want in our city centers." And suddenly the Democrats are like, "Hmm, maybe." <laughs> Well, Maybe we should move those along. Mark Maxwell, who did a really nice job reporting on <clears throat> Channel 5, kind of an investigative reporter, did a really good job, basically broke the Kim Gardner stuff. He's really been all over this stuff about the encampment yesterday. And I encourage people to look at his, his package yesterday because it's definitely getting a lot of attention on this issue. But he interviewed Mayor Jones, Stephanie, and she said, she said, not one alderman in the city of St. Louis has raised their hand and said, I want that in my yard in response. Megan Thank Gre- you. That's what Brandon's been saying. Well, exactly. Ex- except right afterwards, Councilman Megan Green apparently saw that on TV and went on TV last night. And this is in Mark's package and said, "I would, I w- would like oh, this come on. In- encampment in her backyard." Now she is being blasted by some, but she did say that. But none of the others have said that. And uh, and yes, uh, the vice president is coming to town, so it's really interesting to see. It's been going on for a long time, but yes, uh, this the timing of this is interesting with the vice president coming to town uh timing of this is also interesting i believe the court's decision to strike down my student debt relief program was wrong but i promised i wouldn't give up since then my administration has been pursuing a new approach grounded and under a different law the higher education act by freeing millions of americans from the crushing burden of student debt it means they can go and get their lives in order they can think about buying a house they can start a business they can be starting a family this matters. It matters in their daily lives. I don't care what the Supreme Court has said. I don't care that this is just morally irresponsible. Uh, I, I'm going to try again. By the way, this is one of the reasons you should be watching this show on our uh, YouTube channel, Wake Up Mid-Missouri, because every time this topic comes up, you can just... You, I just watched Hannah just kind of shrink. I stared at the camera chair. like Michael Scott. Yeah, <laughs> she was just like... Uh. I, listen, he got my hopes up. And then he shattered my dreams, so I'm over it. And this is just more salt in the wound. But have you made that first payment yet? You got the no. bill. Are you going to make it like on the last day? Probably. Oh, send man. a photo if you're doing this. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, it's also like $40 more than I was told I would be paying, so that's fun. Uh, so he's trying again, and this would be for specific sets of students, $9 billion. By the way, debt's not forgiven. Somebody's paid for that. Brian's paid for it. Stephanie's paying for it twice over now. You repaid your student debt. I sure did. And now you're Oh, you did, Stephanie? You haven't talked about that before. Definitely (laughs) paid $80,000 in student loans. And I had to pay back... Uh, in this, I'm old. I admit it. I had to pay back eight. I think it was seven or eight thousand dollars. That within the interest in those days made it eleven thousand dollars. So yeah. the yeah. interest, the interest was high. But it, it, seven or eight thousand dollars in 1989 or 1990 was. I can tell you, folks, that was a lot of money. But there was there was absolutely um, you had to pay it back. It and was and they they gave you six months. There was a six month grace period. And it was $94 a month, and that was a heck of a lot of money because my first radio job was $1,000 a month. So basically 10% of my pay went to $1,000 a month, and that's 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 clear. My Two, payment was almost $1,000 a month, $900 something a month. $200 more than my first radio job a month. Wow. Oh, my goodness. Wow. That's how they... Uh, Marsh, of, yeah. <laughs> what, what was your first job in radio? 
I think it's probably minimum wage as a part-timer. Well, now you can move Same. to California. If it was minimum wage, even. <laughs> and you can flip burgers for $20 an hour minimum wage, go. right? Wow. So you got it. <laughs> Hannah, uh, so wait, okay, but like Brian brings up a good point. I think I had this too. It was like a six-month grace period, so you got to graduate and, and chill for a minute. And then I think mine might have been a year, actually, okay. um, before I had to start paying. Now, how long have you gone? Because you got the covid so I gra- I graduated in December of 21, <laughs> but the six-month thing, you have to be a full-time student, so your time starts if you drop below full-time student status. Oh. My last semester of my senior year, I was not technically a full-time student because I decided I wanted to come work full-time here, and so I just had a couple classes to finish up that last semester. So my time started ticking before I graduated. So it's our but fault. But you still haven't made a single payment. Nope. Yikes. Uh, Do you know what your interest rate is? Uh, it's just over 5%. That's not bad. Not, that's really that's, good. That's a really yeah. good interest rate. That's that's that Beats they, in the teens, doesn't it, Brian? Well, it, it does. That, well, that'll, that'll, that'll help. That'll well, help. Even mine, when I graduated, I had, um, when you went out and got a mortgage or whatever, I, I, my student loan rate was like at six and a half, and I think the mortgage rate was like three. You know, it was in the middle of the recession, and so everyone was like, I can't believe your student loans are at six and a half. You've got to pay those down because you could go out and, I mean, I could get a car loan for under that, and so my car loan rate was less than my big student loan rate, and they're like, you got to pay that down. I somehow have two different loans, and they have two different interest rates so one of the loans is four percent and one is five percent and i think you get a break if you're like a good payer i know i had that if you pay timely for like a year they'll ratchet it down by half a percent and president clinton did something and and unfortunately unfortunately for me uh it only took effect my last year paying it where the i believe the interest at least some of it was tax deductible but that only applied for me at the very end. So, uh, but basically, it was there was very little relief in those days. You just basically had to pay it back. Well, uh, you should because you took the loan out and said you would. And I did. And, and I is, did. And I and I I was I was. I'm glad looking to, at Hannah. Okay, I, I was I was glad <laughs> to. But I'm just saying the the interest rates in those days were way too high. But you know, the, the, that was what it was. I never would have expected to not pay it back had I not been promised that it was going to go away. And just so you know, before the texts start coming at eight seven four. <laughs> Hannah Here is, they come. Yeah, Hannah is on principle. Just so you know, she is adamantly against the idea. Just like everybody was sure. adamantly against the idea of COVID payments, but they sure cash them checks. Uh, John says there's an election coming up, don't you know? That's right. He's buying votes. But here's the, and this is the story I hope people tell. You know, it's not just complaining about Biden. But here's the thing. So whenever you get student um, uh, loan forgiveness it improves your credit utilization score. And what does that allow you to do? It allows you to go out and get more loans. So you're going to go get another loan? That's <laughs> good for the economy. <laughs> didn't pay off the loan. I just, wow. And I'll go back to the mental health issue with a lot of Democrats. Meanwhile, uh, a local college making some pretty significant cuts. Columbia College has a big presence, Brandon. And people that are in town that may not realize, realize it, they're not just in Columbia. They're in a lot of other states as well. 27 uh, physical locations, but they are eliminating 122 staff and management positions. 17 of their physical locations nationwide are going to online. About half of those positions are unfilled. 65 empl- were actually held by employees, 27 in Columbia. For our KWS listeners, I've got a voicer that John is running, and I have more details on the Eagle as well. But there is severance, but th- 
this was a surprise. I, I was not expecting this. And I think the other thing, too, is they're citing, you know, fewer and fewer people apparently going That's to college. Right. They're going to, uh, you know, you've got places like State Technical College. We've got a big place coming in Ashland here. Oh, really it's soon. so That's lovely. Right. A lot of people have gotten the recent tour. Rankin is being completed as we speak. So there's a lot of reasons. Changing landscape of education following, uh, following high school. From a high school dropout here, by the way. And I never took student loans. I got scholarship money, and I worked at a place in Cape Girada called Polar Therm. And I drove a forklift before I worked in country music. They let you drive a forklift? I can't yeah. even picture that. No, thank you. Coming up, 625, we are going to be doing your daily DC rundown. This really, what is this? is Wake Up Mid-Missouri with Brandon Rathert. Is Jim Jor- Jordan, the Ohio Congress. Sean Hannity on his TV show last night. We're going to look at the bigger picture issues because it's already having negative impacts on the Republican Party. We're going to get in some of that at 635. Sean Hannity's here today, 2 o'clock on the radio station. Right now, it's time for your daily DC rundown with Stephanie Bell. Does that ease your disappointment from yesterday? Jim Jordan? You like Jim Jordan? You like Steve Scalise? Fine. Heck, they put Matt Gates up there to be speaker. I don't <laughs> oh, care. At no, point. thank you. Or any other Democrat, for that matter. Oh, yikes. Yeah. Uh, we still are waiting. Um, what, when do we expect that? Next, Sometime next week? Sometime maybe? next week. Yeah. A vote. All right. So uh, that is going on. In the meantime, Biden is uh, looking at a Trump-era uh, policy. And he's uh, Trump, Biden's building the wall, apparently. Uh, he has uh, the Biden administration has waived 26 federal laws to allow the border wall construction in South Texas. They finally said, you know what? Maybe that wall sounds like a good idea. So context here. Remember, up until October 3rd, Mayorkas border is secure. There's no problem at the border. Uh, October 4th. An acute and immediate need to do this. Just in the Rio Grande Valley sector, which contains 21 counties, we've recorded 245,000 illegal entries so far this fiscal year. Wow. Whatever happened to Title 42, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Yep. Yes. Good point, John. Um, Also, this this does really frost my buns about this because I don't think if this was a man, we would be having this conversation. And so in the debate, you heard who was it that went after Nikki Haley about the curtains? Was it it wasn't Pence and it wasn't Ramaswamy. Anyway, one of the guys said it was you. You spent what? Twenty thousand dollars on or eighty thousand dollars on nice curtains in your ambassador's residence, and she pointed out, "Hey, no, Obama spent that." And then they were like, "You should have given them back." What is that? Like, what? I'm going to return curtains that are already hung? No, thank you. Um, but apparently, she's not the only woman who is being criticized for her spending habits. So you think it's because she's female? I do. See, I I think that. I'll push back a little bit. I think. Well, if you're going to criticize, you can criticize men, but we can't criticize women. What You're- dude has ever been criticized for curtains? Right. Who's ever been <laughs> criticized? You hear the cost of this lectern? $19,000 for a lectern. We're finding them online for 1200 bucks. Sarah Huckabee Sanders, apparently this is all you can read about in uh, Arkansas. And we, like, I-, I haven't heard this yet, but apparently she purchased a ni- $19,000 or $19,029.25. She put it on a credit card. Like, that limit on that credit state credit card, I'm thinking, there are some credit cards, that that is over the limit for a lot of people. Anyway, uh, she bought a lectern, um, and this uh, some of her cohorts are saying um, that she needs to now have a, a legislative audit. I wonder if you reported this to Scott Fitzpatrick, if he would be like, yep, we got to audit uh, your spending for the lectern. A $19,000 lectern. I think that would be appropriate. I mean, those things... <laughs> Hold up. Amazon. Hannah, what's your budget for your new car? Um, is not it less that than much. That? 
Yeah, I mean, I think you could probably find a cheaper one. Um, but and, and I guess, you know, people are criti- I mean, Dean Plocker was recently criticized for a contract that he wanted to enter into over um, some, you know, so I, it is a common criticism. But I don't think I don't know. I think this you spent too much money on your shopping, I think, is a is a criticism that's been being wielded at women. Who was the Stephanie? You know, I love you. Who was the person that criticized what Nikki Haley wore last week at the debate? I didn't like her outfit. <laughs> That's fine. I, I criticize the, what the men wear, too. I mean, or that, like, I mean, we talked about Doug Burgum's eyebrows. Anyway, apparently, and I'm super happy to hear this news, Commander. This is Wake Up Mid-Missouri with Brandon Rathert. National debt and growing without anybody offering a clear plan for how we're going to address it. Are we sure we want the status quo or is chaos really such a bad thing? If we have a border crisis of historic proportions that we haven't seen in this country, in our national history, and we don't have either party doing a darn thing about it, are we sure that a little chaos shaking things up is such a bad thing? And GOP presidential candidate right now, uh, Vivek Ramaswamy, putting out a video yesterday saying he supported the move of McCarthy. He is right now the lone GOP presidential candidate to uh, support that uh, move. And here's the thing, and I get it, man. A lot of people are like, yep, on principle, I love what Matt Gates, uh, love what Matt Gates did. Uh, it's just an interesting argument when people talk about siding with Democrats. Matt Gates and the seven other Republicans, they sided with every single democrat in the house and i think my take has been bigger hey great man uh win the battle lose the war that's my take uh on this and we were talking about long-term implications again one year removed from the big red wave one year out from the most important election of our lifetime this is not good for the hey good for matt gates good for the hardline conservatives and i'm I'm all about fiscal responsibility i don't think a governor should spend nineteen thousand dollars on a lectern so I'm all Shame about on you. I know. Um, it's Arkansas. It's Arkansas. Um, but he, so already immediately problems. Uh, the GOP fundraising efforts, National Republican Congressional Committee, that's the main fundraising arm for the House GOP. They were doing a fall gala that was scheduled for next week. They're canceling it. The millions of dollars they bring in on this thing. And they'll, I, I imagine they'll recoup their money. Um but it's already causing problems uh, with money. How important, John, do you think money is when you're running for office? How important is it to have money in your campaign war chest? <laughs> kind of hard to let people know who you are without it, isn't it? By the way, later this morning, we might be looking at Missouri political races and campaign uh, war chests. And they're welcome to the show. It's Wake Up Mid-Missouri. There is Stephanie Bell. Good morning. Uh, that's producer Hannah. Hello. Marsh is here. Good morning. My name is Brandon Rather. Something we can do for you, 874-9390-874-9390. Nancy Mace, uh, here's her take on the uh, speaker race. I am open to anyone who wants to be speaker. And in fact, I'm going to try to meet or speak with all the candidates, Scalise and Jordan. Currently, are looks like they're going to be off to the races. And I'm totally open-minded. And Scalise, who, by the way, is battling blood cancer right now, he said, hey, I'm, I can do this. Uh, Jim Jordan said, yep, I'll consider it. So those are some of the names. Sean Hannity last night on the TV says he likes Jim Jordan. And that was met with applause in his live studio audience last night on the uh, on the TV. Uh, but the fallout. Uh, and again, you know, you, you, you see CNN, which is Matt Gates's favorite network, all of a sudden. Uh, they're having a field day with Republicans, CNN and MSNBC and USA Today. They really are. But I will say, you know, we had Raven on the show yesterday and she was saying she was 100 percent behind mm-hmm. the removal. And we our text line 
blew up. We didn't get back to everybody. I apologize. Um, but everyone said, yes, I'm with Raven. We need, and I, and I don't know, you know, I kind of described it as chaos, but everyone basically said no more status quo. We cannot keep doing what we're doing. And even if it means a little bit of chaos, we're ready for change. Yeah, maybe it'll be, it'll spark change, but immediately the, um, the impacts already potentially on fundraising. Senator Kennedy from Louisiana. So we've heard from Mace. We've heard from Vivek Ramaswamy. Are we going to have to put like a qualifier? Because now we've got two Kennedys, right? Like, I mean, in the in the political realm, do we just call the other guy RFK or do we have like crazy Kennedy and comedian Kennedy? Let's do comedian Kennedy. <laughs> I don't have a lot of advice for my house colleagues other than this. Follow your heart, but take your brain with you. <laughs> the American people expect us to govern. And in order to govern, you have to have leadership. And you've got to stick with that leadership to give that leadership a chance. I'd also advise all of my House colleagues to be sure and take their meds. Senator Kennedy from Louisiana. I mean, I know that we laugh at the things that he says a lot because he's a funny dude. But I feel like that's actually some pretty solid advice there from him. Uh, I respect pretty much everything that guy says. He just has a fancy. He has a Kamala has a way with words. Joe has a way with words. And then Senator Kennedy, he too has a way with words. But he's really, he's he's really good um, about it. He's got that southern drawl too. You can say something real mean and like kind of like Holly <laughs> Rader. She, you know, she's got that like boot heel. You know, you can say something real mean with a southern drawl, and it still kind of sounds nice. Bless your heart, right? Yeah. I understand people feel really strongly about this, John. Yesterday, like, I don't know, like 7 o'clock in the evening, you know, and I try to go to bed when the streetlights come on. One of my best friends, Stuart, he sends me a text. Says, I agree with what Matt gave. Just out of the blue. I hadn't hardly talked to the dude all wow. day. Just out of the blue. And we, we're, we've been known to disagree sometimes while we're chomping down on alligator meat here in mid-Missouri. Apparently not anymore. <laughs> um, and he's, he just, so I, I get that people feel strongly about it, and I, too, feel very strongly this was just bad. Just bad for um, for Republicans, and a lot of stuff yesterday, and, and more and more people. There was one guy yesterday talking about Matt Gates, you know, bragging he takes Viagra and Red Bull so he can go at it all night. People saying he came to Washington D.C. to get onto TV and to get onto the female interns. So I heard a lot of that. A lot of that stuff is consistent with what I knew about uh, Matt during my time when I was in Northwest Florida. But Mark Short. Pence's chief of staff points out some facts here because the big thing I hear, well, you know, conservative, fiscal conservative, fiscal conservative. Here are some facts from Mark Short. The people who were masquerading as fiscal conservatives really, really aren't. Matt Gates, to say he came here as a fiscal crusader, it's more likely he came here for the teenage interns on Capitol Hill, to be honest. Look, he, he's voted for continuing resolutions. He's voted for omnibus bills. He voted for trillions of dollars in COVID spending. Even this year, he put forward an earmark. And yet he's presented himself as, I'm doing this for the fiscal benefit of the country. So he's pointing out some facts there on the way that Matt Gates has voted. The intern thing was an allegation, but it's an allegation. The votes facts. Uh it's a yeah. And and that's a fact. And that's right. So that's the other problem. Listen, uh you know, stand on your principles, but come up with an honest 
argument, an honest argument. So when when you're saying, well, they're not fiscally conservative enough, um, the facts, you know, Matt's voted for that stuff, too. So you can't go, well, I'm the only fiscal conservative around here. Okay, then why did you vote for this? Why did you vote for that? And those are facts. So I go back to the argument is it's a thin argument to support what he did, in my opinion, and the way that they went about it. So, like, when you criticize, well, McCarthy sided with Democrats, my God, you just voted with 200-plus Democrats. What are you talking about, man? And, it, and people don't realize, I mean, you know, we it's kind of something that we've struggled with here in Missouri, too, I think, where if you, you know, and people will criticize people like Caleb and they will criticize people like Roy Blunt um, for working across the aisle. And I think sometimes we shoot ourselves in the foot because if you hold the line at super, you know, conservative, you can't get something done, then... Yeah, look at the Missouri Senate last session. Well, and then you actually, then somebody has to end up working with the Democrats, and you actually get a more liberal policy because not all the conservatives stuck together. And so you might have not got gotten something as conservative as people wanted, but in the end, we end up with something even less conservative after the conservatives hang everything up because... The conservatives aren't working together, and and I think and then and then if you're if you're you know if if you decide to work together or move to the middle at all, then you're a rhino. And but they don't realize the end result is more conservative if we stick together. If we don't stick together, then we get something that benefits Democrats. And and you know Missouri uh, conservatives have not learned that. You know folks in D.C. certainly haven't learned that. And I think it's a lesson we need to we need to learn. And I think some of our some of our, uh, like like Roy Blunt, you know, he said, you know, sometimes we got to work together. And I think, you know, Caleb Rowden a lot of times is is billed at, you know, people don't like that he that he has compromised on some things. But sometimes compromising ultimately means we get something more conservative than we would have gotten. It's like being in a relationship. And Hannah, she learned this after she got married this past weekend on the uh, steps of the courthouse in Montauk <laughs> County. By the way, she almost lost an important thing to a wedding. You know, when you get married, a couple important things you got to have. One what of did them. you almost lose? <laughs> you want to share that now or later? Oh, no. We could do it now. Okay. Last night I had uh, about 20 minutes of sheer panic because I could not find my wedding band. <gasps> but I found it. We're good. There you but go. it you was. I have an important place to put it. I, I do now. <laughs> It was, I thought it was a finger of her left hand, I think would be. (laughs) Yeah. uh, Yeah. We found it. So we're good. uh, But my fiance was sleeping in the recliner and it was one of those, babe, wake up. I can't find my wedding band. Just whatever you do, buy a fake one when you go on a trip to the beach because they tell you that. And I went on my honeymoon to the beach and I saw people digging for the wedding ring that they had just lost. I've already got several of like the silicone wedding rings. So, they're I, cheap. I've had a collection of wedding rings over the years, too. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> lost them all at the beach. <laughs> lost them all. But, yeah, at the beach, the courtroom in Twin Falls County, uh, Idaho. But no, I was going to say, you know, the time, the timing especially of working with Democrats is, you know, when there's this big government shutdown on the horizon, you know, what better time to uh, try to work together with the other party to avoid something that big. And that's the thing I like in it, too, is kind of a relationship. And, you know, if you're in a relationship, um, I, I didn't figure it out until I was 52 years old. Here we go with Rathard's relationship <laughs> advice. I've learned i got to compromise. I, I, there's some things that 
I don't want to do, but I have to do them for the overall harmony of the relationship or something like Those that. Those principles that you've been talking <laughs> about all week. <laughs> Coming up a few minutes from now, Travis Kelsey, who's celebrating a birthday today. He's 40, not 43, he's 34, 33 Who? years old. Travis Kelsey. You mean like Taylor's boyfriend? Uh, <laughs> he is criticizing the NFL. How come? Patrick Mahomes, you heard about this, John? Patrick Mahomes is criticizing somebody, too. Did you hear who he's criticizing? Yeah. Well, that's... <laughs> I call him the signal. This is Wake Up Mid-Missouri with Brandon Rathert. <laughs> we have an emergency in semiconductors. Nice recovery, Mr. Cruz. I love it. Uh, and here's the thing. So... Yeah, uh, turn your turn your phone off at one nineteen prior to that one twenty Missouri time EAS alert, uh, and then one eighteen in the afternoon, boom, uh, everybody's phone's gone. So why was it two minutes early? We need it's a conspiracy theory, and we need to get to the to the bottom of this. Any ideas as to why it came a couple of minutes early? Let me put on my tinfoil hat, which you can see I'm actually wearing. If you're watching on our YouTube channel. I saw a uh, tweet yesterday that said it's good to know that any nuclear nuclear emergency alerts that we might have in the future has a, you know, give time of about five minutes. This isn't what's hot with Hannah, all right? You can't just do, well, 120-ish, we're going to issue a nationwide... They should have put an ish on that. Right. Yep. 120-ish. Uh, there's John Marsh. Good morning. Uh, I didn't do it. Amen. This <laughs> producer Hannah. Hello. Steph Bell is here. Good morning. You know, I was thinking about it though because I w- was supposed to be in court, and I have a lot like because I have oh I, my watch is dead today, but I have a lot of devices. Um, Listen, Stephanie never has any of her stuff charged. I could ever. never have an electric vehicle. My computer is about to die. Every morning she comes into the studio and she's like, "Oh, my laptop's dead. Oh, my watch is dead." I'm gonna be yeah. I I could never have an electric vehicle, but I was thinking, you know what? Like usually my phone is on in court. It's mm-hmm. silenced, but that didn't matter. And so I thought, like, are we all gonna like remember to turn our phones off? And like, you know, no way. Not all the people that were gonna be there. So uh, I I. I I wonder how many people were in an important meeting in, you know, court yesterday and everyone's like, oh, okay, here we go. And the other thing that was kind of interesting because people like that have cell phones that they're trying to hide from people were encouraged to keep the phones off and hopefully they turned them off between uh, before 118 yesterday. And that's one of the things that I appreciate about um, Stephanie. She between her and Hannah, when it comes to high tech stuff, man, they are on it. And as a 52 year old dude who is not on the high tech stuff. Uh, I rather enjoy that Stephanie is all... You should see, and again, I go back to watch the show on our Facebook page or on our YouTube channel. You will see... Between devices and beverages, it's... makeup and makeup studio. Um, And Stephanie has all... Yeah, the batteries in the makeup mirror seem to be charged (laughs) up on a regular basis. That's never done. That's a good point, John. That is. But I think other... Like, other... I was thinking about it yesterday, so I... Well, like, okay, so, like, technically your AirPods, if you... If they fall out... They can, you can make them ding um, through your phone to try to find them. Same for, um, what are those, uh, air tags. And so I have a ton of those air tags and they're all over. Uh, you know, Brandon, do you know what an air tag is? It's something you used to spy on people. Wow. Yeah. And I think job. you can, and I, and I think you can make them make a noise if you have lost them. Um, and so I wonder, like, why wouldn't they have dinged all of those things yesterday too. I mean, I don't think those things went off. I think it was just phones. But like, I mean, 
you I'm not spying on people. I have I use the air tags for luggage, but I did when we went to Silver Dollar City, I put an air tag in Drew's backpack and and <laughs> tagged him. And what's that app that people it's called like a leash short leash 360 that. or something where you Life 360? Uh, I call it leash short leash like a dog on a leash. <laughs> that is not happening for me. Um, I yeah, I enjoy Life 360. I think I mean again, my kids aren't of that age yet where they're anywhere where I don't know where they are at. So, but I think when we get there, probably we'll succumb to that. My mom had us download it around the time we started driving and stuff. So she could kind of keep an eye on us and it'll tell you your driving speed and stuff. Big guy went and had Brandon chipped when he was little. (laughs) I got a chip right here behind my left shoulder. And so anytime I get too far, if I get too far away from Missouri, my dad's like, oh, my phone's going off. That is so wild to me. I mean, it really is that your parents would know how fast you're driving and where you are at every moment. I mean, Brandon, can you imagine when you were a kid? I mean, I I studied abroad. And I go back to this. I studied abroad. The computers and like Wi-Fi and cell phones weren't a thing. So I went to a foreign country for eight weeks. And I think I called my parents like twice. They had no clue what I was doing, where I was. I mean, I'm lucky I lived. But, you know, like just Um, I can't imagine. Well, it's like when we were kids back, you know, dad dropped you off at the mall. You had no phone. Maybe you had a quarter, uh, you know, for a pay phone. But you just had you you just had no way of of knowing where anybody uh, was. And high tech is great. As long as you can keep it charged, Stephanie. you got to keep it plugged in. Cover. Speaking of high tech, how's the new cell phone going? Oh, I listen, I've bragged about my Samsung phone that I had for seven or eight years, and I got this new, the Galaxy S23. I've already been back. I'm not happy. I'm really not not happy with that it. That and alligator bites. I bet you're glad you didn't get the insurance on what's it, the, huh? What's the boy name for Karen? 